this is Derek Green from Sepultura. You're listening to The Underground. This is Christian from El Nino. This is Dino Cazares from The Fear Factory. Hey, this is Jerry Only. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Kitchen Gage. Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter. This is Sonny from The Bad P.O.D. This is Sully Erna from Godsmack. Welcome to the underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. Tony Perry of Pierce the Vale joins me, Ned, on the underground. Tony, what is happening, man? How's it going? Uh, a lot's happening. We're about to release our new record. We just actually got to see the first physical copies on Monday. So we got to check out a bunch of the different vinyl variants and things like that. Yeah, so we're excited. Very exciting times. The Jaws of Life, it's coming out February 10. And I tell you what, Tony, we're in for a treat if the first singles are anything to go by. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it was cool to release those singles. Just kind of not knowing how some of them would be received, you know, especially um, even when I'm not with you, because it's very, you know, different approach for a Pierce the Veil song. And it's been cool to see the response to that. Yeah, well, there's sort of been a mixed bag so far too, because that couldn't be any sort of more different to pass the Nirvana, I guess. So what was your mindset going into the recording of this one, Tony? The whole record? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, overall, when Vic talked about what we want to do with this record, the main thing he said was, that he didn't want to like set any boundaries or make it any specific type of record. He just wanted to try anything we thought would be cool. And a big part of the uh, process when we first got together and like all kind of checked in to make sure we still wanted to keep doing this, you know, because there was a lot of things in the way of being a band for a while there. He said, if we like go back into this, like let's look at it, like what would we do if we were just starting over? If we like were restarting as a brand new band today, like what would you want to try? What would you do differently? And, so that's kind of how we approached, you know, all of it. Just kind of tried anything we'd ever felt like exploring with this record. Well, that's really cool right there. So you pretty much just hit the reset button like you just reformed. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it didn't, you know, we didn't realize that that's like, it's not like we were actually doing that or anything. It just it just was a way to refresh and kind of check back in. You know, I think it's been so, it had been so many years since we'd been off and so many years that we'd been touring and doing things as a band. I think everyone was like hitting that point where we all wondered if the other person, like, are, are they, do they still want to keep doing Doing this, or, or you know, are they done? Do they want to, you know? So we were all happy when we realized when we talked to each other. We we're like, yeah, we all are 100% in. You know, we, we still want to do this as, as long as we can. It's bizarre the mindset there, Tony, because I really just feel that you guys are really hitting your peak, sort of thing. Did that have anything to do with like the COVID lockdowns and all that sort of thing, where there was that big spell of just doing nothing? I think that might have been something that planted that seed in everyone's head that you know does everyone still want to do that you're not seeing everybody you know in person as often we weren't getting together because we couldn't work on the record so i think it just let people slip into like it started to make us wonder you know we're all getting older people are starting families there's people getting married and all those things you just wanted to check like hey like you still want to tour if we do you still want to put out records you, you know or are you ready to change your life or anything like that but yeah we were all into it and uh, i think it was just letting our own imaginations run with those ideas and wanting to make sure we're all in it for the long haul yeah okay that's really cool to know man so how did you sort of like talking about that period of just time where there was nothing happening during lockdowns and that sort of thing what what did you do to keep saying then Tony I mean luckily I still had like recording stuff here at home and I have guitars and things that I like to tinker with and all that stuff so I just kind of spent my time with that I really like working on like the hardware side of music as well so I really enjoy like working on guitars swapping out pickups tinkering with things adding switches or you know just doing things to just mess with them and kind of tailor them to different 
things I want to do. So I kind of occupy a lot of my time with that. I built like a few like guitar pedals and things like that, like kits and you know, just stuff like that was how I spent a lot of my time. Yeah, true music. It's actually still what I do now. I'm doing it like I pulled away from my desk, it's covered in like soldering tools and wires right now because I'm in the middle of a project. So. so I was gonna ask you then, Tony, if you weren't doing music and that wasn't your sort of career path, do you think you'd be or being in Pierce Deval, do you think that would be something you'd be doing, some sort of musician tech or something like that if you weren't a, a part of the band? Yeah, I guess if it was still to be music related, then yeah, I'd, I really enjoy that side of music, like building instruments and things like that. I've never built like an entire guitar from scratch or anything like that, but you know, like I've done more simple things like routing bodies for different switches and things like that and a lot of electronic work, but yeah, that could be a fun thing to do. I guess yeah, it's nice right now. I get to do a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> I would have no idea even where to start with that, but I've got a buddy that, you know, does all that as well. So that's cool. Man, back onto the past and Nirvana song. Was it so cool for you guys to see it up on that Times Square billboard? Yeah, that was crazy. That was like, you know, when we kind of heard that was going to happen, I just, I wasn't sure if it would really come through and people were mentioning we could get that to go. And yeah, when it was up there, I was like, whoa, they really did it. They put that up there. It was wild. Just a crazy thing. I wish I could have gone there to, to see it. We had some friends from New York that like sent us pictures and stuff. And, you know, they went out there and everything. But yeah, it was pretty amazing. That is crazy right there. Have you had any more sort of pinch yourself moments throughout the band's career where you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm at that stage. You might like, what else like that has really blown your mind that's happened with Pierce DeVille? I remember like one of the earliest times something happened was like the first time we ever went down to Mexico and did stuff in South America. It was the first time we had experienced like that kind of rock star feeling where people would be like fans would be waiting when you got off the plane. People <laughs> would be waiting outside of your hotel, like crowds of people. Like, you know, even in the middle of the night, there would still be people left. Like it was that was pretty wild. It was like a, a weird, crazy feeling, especially when it was something that happened pretty early on in the band's career because just kind of how the fans are down there. But yeah, that, I remember that moment. And it's I was thinking about it today just because we're about to go back. We just announced the tour this morning. So yeah, that was kind of fresh in my mind. I remember that moment being like, what is going on? There's people just standing outside, just waiting for us right off an airport, you know? You'll have to get security ready for this next round, Tony. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, it'd be crazy. <laughs> hey, man, the Past the Nirvana video was one of the coolest videos I've seen in a minute. How fun was that to record? It was cool. It was really fun. We just kind of, you know, we did like our smaller part, you know, like the, the shots of us, but not no instruments or anything like that. But it was really fun to watch all the actors that were brought in, you know, and yeah. see the cool style that all these people had. And it was just it was just a fun kind of all day hang. It went pretty late. <laughs> that part was rough. I think we were out to like five in the morning or six in the morning but it was a, it was a fun shoot it was cool yeah and like with those guys playing chicken and whatnot have, have you ever done that tony is that something that you could see yourself doing i have not and i don't think i would uh, be brave enough to play that game <laughs> but it was fun to watch them do it on the screen oh man uh, me either and it's definitely something i would not get into do you have any more videos in the works i know you've got a couple out now but is there any more off the record not yet. I know we have plans to do some stuff soon, but but yeah, nothing yet that I can talk about. <laughs> uh, okay, nah, fair call. And just getting to know you a little bit, Tony, your Spotify playlist is a pretty good look into your musical influences. For those that don't know, though, what sort of music and, and that sort of thing did you grow up on? I grew up on a lot of like punk music. My like first intro to that kind of world was a friend was cleaning out their room and like they're cleaning out the room. It was a cassette tape, a Green Day cassette, and I was, it was like the first record I 
had was this cassette. And that was like when I first started listening to music that wasn't what my parents were listening to pretty much. Yeah. That was like my first piece of music. And so I went from that kind of like pop punk stuff into a lot of like SoCal skate punk music like Pennywise and No Effects, Millencolin, and all those kinds of bands that were in that, that world at the same time, I guess in like the early 2000s. And then by like mid 2000s, I started getting more into like post hardcore stuff and that transitioned into some metal. Actually like Jaime and I's first band together was a metalcore band. So that was like right as I was getting more into that stuff, I started wanting to play that music. But yeah, kind of transitioned from pop punk to metal to I don't know what now. But yeah, I think it's that, <laughs> that Spotify playlist has a lot of that stuff, a lot of like the punk bands that I was into or am into. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you want to check that out, hit up Pierce DeVale's Spotify and it's, you know, scroll down a bit and Tony's playlist there. It's a good one. I've been, I've been giving it a bump getting ready for this, man. And I wanted to get to know you a little bit more before I let you go, man. What's your sort of favorite movie, Tony? Favorite of all time is definitely the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, I just love Star Wars to the point where it's actually what's tattooed across my knuckles. <laughs> oh, man, that is, yeah, that is the next level. Yeah, I love Star Wars too. Did you like The Mandalorian? Oh, yeah, I really love The Mandalorian. But yeah, that's in, like another like hobby of mine too is I'm really into like props and stuff like that. And I have a whole set of Stormtrooper armor that I built. I, I have a friend that he has a whole group of buddies that are really good at building them out in Arizona. So when uh, we started talking, he helped me find a kit. I went out to Arizona and spent some time with him and we spent like a few days and you know from the sheets of plastic all the way up we built this whole set of armor to spec like so there's a thing called the 501st and you basically get an approval for like your costume build and this one is Centurion build. It's like the best you can get because everything is built the way it would have been built on set the way the prop makers made them in the original films. So down to like the piano wire and how the rivets are bent and made like everything is is the way it was done in the original movie. Man, that is absolutely killer right there. Wow. I've got a guy that dresses up as Boba Fett, but I don't think it's like as, you know, what you're saying, like as down pat sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man, that's super cool. So before I let you go, do you have a good recommendation apart from building Star Wars stuff? Like what else would you recommend people listening to check out? It can be a movie, music, anything like that. Most recently I've, for bands, I've been pretty stoked on all the stuff coming out from the band and uh, Polyphia, an amazing guitarist and pretty rad music. So yeah, I've been kind of like stoked on checking out everything they've been coming out with. Oh, nice, man. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out, Tony. Really appreciate it. The Jaws of Life from Pierce to Vale drops February 10. Be sure to pre-order it now. Hit these guys up, piercedavale.net. Links to all their socials right there. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.